go. Welcome, my brother. I appreciate a fellow uh, European jumping on the call. You know, it's nice to just uh, reminisce about home, you know, although technically I've been booted out of Europe, but we're not going to go there. It's just so off topic. <laughs> yeah, nice to be nice to be here and nice to like that you have me on your podcast. And yeah, I'm excited. Appreciate it, man. I'm, um, I'm fascinated in different ways of training. Like I love moving the body. I love um, pushing boundaries of physicality and mentality with it. You know, I think uh, the body is a catalyst and we end up discovering a lot more about life and ourselves from movement, right? So I'm fascinated of, of what you do, man. Why, how you train, how you got into it, why, you know, and uh, take it away, bro. Yeah. So um, for all of you who don't know me, um, I'm Jan. Um, maybe a lot of um, you might know me from YouTube or um, Instagram. And um, yeah, I started this um, like career, <laughs> I would say, um, like seven years ago as a normal personal trainer in like, like a normal gym. Um, I was um, studying while working in a gym, um, fitness and health management, but um, it kind of got boring for me pretty quickly, like the normal um, fitness um, gym approach with being just a normal trainer, seeing uh, my clients every now and then, every, let's say, two or three weeks once, right? So I cannot, like, I didn't see them really doing the work, right? I, I just assumed they have done what I have prescribed them. But, um, yeah, during my, st my studies and the time at the university, it became clear for me that I have to pursue my own way, way right, and do my own thing. And, um, like, I wanted to um see results on clients how i wanted to like see fitness right being fit is, is something a lot of people define very different differently right so being fit nowadays that's really shocking for me and um, just assumes oh you can lift heavy and you just look good like everyone's thinking just looking aesthetically and, and being ripped is the synonym for being fit, right? But this is, for me, so far away from it that it was unbelievable for me that people just came for me. I, I just wanted to be fitter and they come to just conventional gym and want uh, a, a normal split training, like bodybuilding fashion, and they assume, ah, this is getting me fitter, right? Of course, there's nothing wrong with um, just wanting to gain more muscle mass, right? And wanted to just get stronger, right? And it's better than doing nothing, right? But it's far away from being fit and a well-rounded human being, right? Mm. So yeah, from there on, um, I kind of um, created my, my own company and I'm always a student, right? So for me, it started with just normal strength training, conventional strength training, incorporating a little bit um, of mobility. And then I got more and more into like mobility and took a lot of seminars and courses around human anatomy, mobility and um, physiotherapy, myofascial release and stuff like that. And incorporate more and more and more like end range training stuff paired with um, conventional strength training. 
And now I'm at the point where um, I kind of love blending it all together, doing some conditioning work, working on aerobic, the aerobic base, right? Which is the, the foundation of fitness, right? The aerobic base, because it leads to better recovery in your workouts and better recovery outside of your workout, right? And building a good aerobic base is so important. Um, it's boring work, right? But it's important. Um, and I love being a holistic coach and focusing also on stuff around and outside of the training world. Because I think when it comes to really, because I want high-class results. I just look there as a coach. Uh, I give you a six-week program or 12-week program and let's see how far we can go. I want to really get you to the best version of yourself. And this is not just with having a training program and following like this specific program, but it's more, right? It's like working on your mindset, working on things like recovery, how is your sleep, right? How is your nutrition? There are so much pillars. Like I usually take um, training as one pillar, right? Um, sleep and recovery as, as the second pillar, the mindset as the third. And the last pillar is um, the nutrition, right? It's like four big pillars of um, what defines you at the end of the day and what leads you to long lasting results, right? And a better person, right? And not just following your program, and I giving you feedback on the exercises and that's it, right? So I'm evolving as a person um, week by week and year by year. And then I started like as a normal fitness trainer and normal guy. And now I'm here and doing a very well-rounded holistic approach or trying to do it, right? And yeah, people loving it and it works out. Dude, I, I love it. You know, I think, um, first of all, yeah, I just want to say we're all learning, you know, I think... Yeah. The minute you you stop learning or intentionally stop learning, then that's the the minute you should sort of quit this thing. You know, you're, you're mm -hmm. done, move on to something else because there's always something new to learn, right? There's always something out there. New study comes out or a new method of training or you just have a new idea and you're like, I'm going to explore this a little bit more, right? Um, yeah, exactly. But I love, I love the blending together of different modalities into this weird melting pot in the middle. And I think that's why um, I was so kind of attracted to CrossFit back in the day, you know, because yes. I'm just like, oh, what do you mean? Like I can be strong, but also be able to run. And, you know, I've, I'm sure we've done experiments on ourselves of like, okay, I'm just going to be doing cardio at the moment, but then you feel like shit because you're weak as hell. You're like, okay, great. Mm. I'm just going to go strength training and do zero cardio. I was like, but I'm getting out of breath, walking up the stairs. That's not, good nor healthy uh you know and your recovery yeah, takes a little longer so you're like they're left scratching your head like what is this weird middle ground and how do we how do we uh, reach the gates of like euphoria right and i think it's exactly. i think it's cool because it's uh exploration you know yeah, whether we're coaching somebody or training ourselves it's like you know what i want to do this because i want to be able to do cool shit I want to be strong, mobile, be able to run, pick things up um, and swim and throw and stuff. And like, you know, just be a little bit more of a robust human being. Yeah. And I think not everybody has to have this mindset, right? Or this um, like attitude towards um, 
the fitness uh, or being fit no like not everyone has to be well-rounded right um it's not the thing for every for everybody but but if you think about um that's also um like a great recommendation for everyone out there who's not already um read and uh, the book from james clear atomic habits right um okay. is try and think about like your funeral even though it's a sad thing right and um try to think of writing your epitaph writing your funeral speech right and how do you want to be or how do you want to be looked at as a person right and if you just focusing on one aspect of let's say the training world right i just wanted to lift heavy because i just love let's say weightlifting and clean clean jerks snatches and back squats and i just love training heavy and i don't like the other stuff out there right and it gets you at some point right so if you're 60 if you ever like saw like crazy bodybuilders or like crazy weightlifters when they only focused on that, their body are broken, right? Mm. Their bodies are broken at the end of their career, right? And do you really want to be that kind of person or do you really want to be in this state when you're 50 or 60, moving really poorly, having like joint pains, um, having very poor aer aerobic fitness? And do you really want to be that? And if that, if that's, you can answer this with a big yes, then okay, go for it, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, realistically, I think like 98 or 89% of the people would say, no, I don't want to be fragile and being in pain or discomfort. I just wanted to move and pick up my um, grandkids, right? Or my kids and play around with them um, where I want to and whatever I want to do with them, right? And at the end of the day, that should be the main goal right mm. of course we can have different phases right and at the end of the day it's a time aspect as well right how much time do we have nowadays in such a busy and um, crazy world right and but it can be very easy and well blended even though um the time is short right mm. so it's but it's a huge mountain in front of a lot of people. And therefore there's me or other coaches who are really focusing on um, a well-rounded approach and doing them or yeah, getting the most out of the time that um, busy people have nowadays. And mm. I think it's really important to think about what happens if you're 70, what happens if you're 80, because at the end of the day, like, or nowadays people really live very, very long, right? Because mm -hmm. of the medication, because of the um, hygiene levels we have nowadays. And if we are like, let's pretend we're living to 85 or um, 58, sorry. Um, then this is a huge time, right? When we're actually being in a, let's say, quote unquote, fragile state mm -hmm. where a lot of people think, oh, it begins when I'm 50 or 60. It's just natural um having joint issues or problems or getting weak weaker and it's just natural and it's not natural right mm -hmm. it's just um about you move less you 
like load your body not not enough anymore you don't go out enough and move enough and anymore and the body breaks down right and it's it's a smart system our body and it really knows and decays with time of not being active anymore right so yeah it should all be our end goal to sustain a very good level of aerobic fitness strength and mobility and throughout our lives right it's that age-old uh, age saying of um, do we stop playing because we grow old or do we grow old because we stop playing, right? Yeah, and I really, right, really right. subscribe to that school of thought. And I think um, if your goal is, hey, I'm just going to do fitness because it's probably a good idea and look after my physical and mental health, then I think you've just got to take it as a broad approach, right? And yeah, kind of okay. dabble in everything. I was like, just kind of do everything. Get all right or decent or good at everything you know i i like the whole gpp system of um the old soviet union uh training systems right so before you go on a periodized block for years you're going to take every single athlete and they're basically going to squat hinge throw crawl mm. run row they're just going to do everything why because you should be um you should have uh, access to all those different stimuli, right? And just be like, okay, now we're going to build you and you're going to be a bit more bulletproof now and then you can hone in onto your sport and be a bit more specific. Great. But for the average population, we don't need that, right? We don't need to be yeah, able to exactly. snatch 100 kilos. We don't need to be exactly, able to run exactly. two-hour two marathons, right? So just do everything. And then, yeah, and then it's, it's even more, and if we now dive deeper into like, the human physiology, it's even more important for all of you guys who are listening to this now. Um, don't just think, oh, because athletes on Instagram or professional athletes doing that kind of stuff and it looks cool, you can do the same stuff, right? Or you should do the same exercises and whatever. I think this is a big, big misconception that the body is just... Um, prepared for everything out there. And this is just a huge problem that I see that starts with CrossFit or normal trainers or normal like coaches out there who have no idea about um, the ranges of motion of the joints um, of the client before, um, standing before him um, or her and what they actually have as a joint prerequisite. Do they actually can can they go in a deep squat comfortably if not why even program a squat you know mm. can they run without um their knees caving in okay running or walking or jumping is not something normal that you or that your body just should do or can do right a lot of people think oh i haven't been moving let's say for half a year or a year let's start start jogging again you're body or a lot of bodies nowadays lost their ability to um jog in a good fashion mm. feet are feet are very fucked up toes are really squeezed together um a lot of big toes are caving in this creates like a foot arch going down knees caving in hip flexors are weak hip extension is bad so from a lot of these um problems nowadays with our desk drop or sitting um, a lot and not moving people expect from their bodies that it just have to do it it just 
is a natural thing, right? If we think about, oh, walking or jogging or jumping should be a natural thing and your body should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, do you have the joint prerequisites? And if not, then we have to start somewhere else. You definitely shouldn't squat. You definitely shouldn't jump or go for a 10K run twice a week or three times a week because it will make things worse. And a lot of coaches out there, I think, just wanted to have good results immediately and don't want to put clients through basic or boring mobility work. And they might even not know about all this stuff, right? Assessing someone's joints and then the client X, Y, um, Z does the, the program in front of him and really gets into discomfort, gets into joint problems with the weeks, months passing by, right? So I think we have to start really, really at the basic um, level with a really good assessment. And I don't see a lot of coaches nowadays really go through that. Um, they just start straight away. They think oh, a squat, everyone has to do and have a good, nice squat. So everyone should do it. Oh, you can't squat deep? Just squat either way, right? Just put a bench underneath you or elevate your heels. Just squat, right? But if you don't have the hip internal rotation, don't have good active hip flexion, then why even load and insult your joints further and further and further? And why not getting internally strong, creating more workspace in your joint, creating stronger end ranges first, and then going back to the squats and your squats will feel so good and you will always stay pain-free. So, yeah. It's, it's definitely true of the sedentary lifestyle bonging up so many hips and low backs, right? And even yeah. your ankles, because they're not moving at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, it reduces our active range of motion. And then if we're trying to slam ourselves or slam someone else, God forbid, into those ranges of motion, whether it's loaded or unloaded, if you're going to do it, I would hope that it was unloaded, but if they just get a barbell, put it on your back, load it and slam them down there, I want to face palm into a wall. You know, <laughs> I just think that is the dumbest thing possible, but hey, we still see it, you know. Um, yeah. It is true, yeah. The body needs to be able to squat, needs to be able to hinge and move and unilaterally and bilaterally and, and all over, right? But from our own choices, it might not be able to do that effectively anymore. Right. Yeah. And it might have put yourself in a compromised position that in the short term, you're fine. And you're going to be like, I'm yeah. all right, coach. And you're like, OK, you're all right. Carry on. But in the long term, you're going to get those issues. Right. And we really do yes. need a bit of an assessment, a bit of a prerequisite back to the basics. Any good coach out there should be honing in on the basics. Every time you, you know, finish a program. You should be going back to those basic movement patterns, you know, unloaded, deload, and, whatever it yeah, is, right? And constant and consistently reassessing. So where, where are you yeah, where are your joints now? Where is your body now after this six month period, right? Or this six month phase? Um, has your hip flexion improved? Has your hip extension improved? How about your ankles now? And then consistently working on those weak links. And I see a, a huge problem. And it's consistently evolving and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. People having less time. So they're mm -hmm. opting and choosing to get in those classes, right? Straight away, CrossFit classes and the VODs, right? Or just 
hit classes, high intensity classes or whatever, right? Um, they just feel less motivated. They have less time. So they just hop in a class and do whatever the word of the day is, right? And then they found themselves into great pain or discomfort because they cannot do a snatch. Their overhead mobility or their shoulder is shit. They don't have a shoulder joint, right? They don't have internal rotational flexion. So, but the coach is still walking past them. Yeah, good, good. Just do whatever you can, right? Well done. And they don't actually care about the the health or doesn't even bother to give them a regression, right? Just picking maybe a, a dumbbell and just doing dumbbells and that's just less mobility is requ required, right? Mm. And I think this is a huge problem nowadays with less time and the hype of these group classes growing, growing, growing. Um, there will be less assessments and less preparation of each person's um, the joint prerequisites, right? So mm. I think this, yeah, and I'm glad it, um, that I still have a lot of clients, right? And I still, I still think there are a lot of people out there and maybe also listening um, thinking about really stopping those those classes and really taking more time and care of their bodies, right? And maybe thinking, hey, is work more important and earning more money? Or is my body more important in my health, my long-term health? Who cares if I um, have a million dollars at 60 but can't move anymore, have pain, feeling shit, and can't pick up my my grandkids, right? So... Um, I would rather opt for maybe less hours in a week of working and maybe just less money and less earning and taking care of the health because then you will thrive and have more energy and focus and your body feels so much better also in your work that you actually might need less time to do the um to do the stuff that your boss puts you on the table right because you just feel great right and I think a lot of people don't know what it's like to feel great, to feel energized, to be able to focus and to be able to um, yeah, move very well nowadays. So I think the, the norm of feeling just okay and fine has dropped significant, significantly, I think, over the last like decade with yeah, less time, more work, more desk work, more still sitting work, yeah. More stress as well, right? Less sleep, shit yes. on nutrition, yeah. you know, yeah. like everybody's feeling a little bit off socially as well. So they're not getting that that um that deep connection socially, whether it's through a friendship group, whether it's through your spouse, whether it's through yeah. your, whatever it is, right? But I think it comes down to complacency of the coach at the end of the day. Like, you know, a good coach, regardless of what you're coaching, I just don't like could be Pilates, it could be swimming, it could be F45, whatever. It doesn't really matter. A good coach should have assessed all their people and given them the scaled options if they can't mm. do it safely. It was like, no, no, like yeah. like using a snatch, for example, right? Like that's a highly technical movement, man. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. we know, right? You're like, what is going on here? I was like, okay, well, if Barbara comes in one day and she's got a back issue or she's never done any fitness before, I'm not going to give her the CrossFit workout of Isabel for 30 snatches for time, right? You'd be like, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing possible. If you had to do that workout, you'd be, here's a dumbbell. 
like you said, again, I'm, I'm mega into that. Let's scale, right? But unfortunately, a lot of coaches get a little complacent, you know, and uh, are there for, yeah. quote unquote, the cheerleader effect. And that is when I go red and get really livid. And I don't think they deserve the name <laughs> as a coach. I think they're just a cheerleader or a fitness instructor, right? I mean, I don't want to blame the coaches specifically because they are also trapped, right? They just wanted a place to work, right? And then their boss or the head coach tells, okay, you have to do the class today. Even though the coach might be very smart and things like, okay, I know about joint assessments. I know about um, ranges of motion, but I have to do the class now. So of course he can walk by a client um, who does the snatches with a barbell and the range of motion is like really poor and shit. And he can give him an alternative, right? And regression. But then again, at the end of the day, if this is a, as if this is a conditioning, right? And it just, everyone is at a different place now. It's a 10 minute MREP or whatever, right? And it's everything happens so fast. Then all of coaches just also feeling overwhelmed because everywhere is like, okay, she's doing something wrong. I need to help her. He's doing something wrong, right? Because then at the end of the day, in the group setting, there's so much stuff going on. You can only do so much as a coach, right? Of course, um, we can tell, obviously, if the coach really wants to help, right? And gives the regressions or not. But at the end of the day, I don't want to like put everything in a nutshell, right? All the coaches who does or who do group classes are bad. And you know what I mean? But um, because at the end of the day, they're all trapped. And if they don't have their own business and focusing on a one-on-one -on -one work, it's hard. It's hard. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to add, there a, are, I'm gonna yeah. add a, 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 a different perspective, right? Cause I am one of those coaches, right? And it is our fault. You know, our job is to put out fires before they start, right? And, um, mm. you know, if it's a if it's a Metcon piece, you're not going to be doing that movement. You're going to be doing another movement. We've briefed mm. that. I know you're competent in that movement. You know, I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, a conditioning piece is not when you learn a new skill. <laughs> like, what do you think you're doing? Like, trying to flick yeah. yourself upside down when your heart rate's through your mouth? I was like, what? No. Like, just do some damn push-ups, for Christ's sake. Like, we're here mm. to just get a, a, a sweat on, right? If we're mm. in a really controlled environment, intensity is low, you know, mm. we have spotters around, it's a teaching moment. Yeah, okay, fine. We can we can start to learn new things, right? And then we can work on the mobility in a warm-up, so whatever it is, right? But in that yeah. Metcon piece, if somebody's just like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I'm just going to let somebody go, I want to punch that coach in the face. Like, mm. I'm just like, no, no, man, your job is to keep these people safe. That's your job. Number one, safety, you know, and uh, I think yeah, I a lot you. of them, I think a lot of them forget it, man. So I don't know. Mm. I think I'm super hard on myself. Um, and I think that's where it comes from. Of like, mm. if I hold myself to this standard, because at the end of the day, they're coming in, like, with the, uh, basically looking after, well, you're looking after them. And they're giving you, yeah. you, that honor right and um we've got to we've got to hold ourselves to the right, the right standard we got to do it 
Yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be that guy who's gonna be like, no, it's the fucking coach's fault. Mm, yeah, yeah, and at the, at, yeah. I, I can't agree for sure. Yeah, but yeah, and it also depends really on on the gym, right? Oh, where you work and 100%. um, what's the mentality? Do you do like warm ups and do you really take care about? Um, each person who attends your your mm -hmm. class, right, and check. Okay, today on today's Metcon, um, there's snatches, there are box jump overs, there are squats, whatever. And mm -hmm. um, let's see if everyone can comfortably can do that with for first of all, right? yeah, for sure. without weight. And then you will see it in the warm up, right? If you do, um, like the some accessory stuff or some mobility drills, um, prior to that, um, to that class, then definitely can and have the option of giving each person a regression and mm. um, for it right so at the end of, end of the day yeah definitely um it is most of the time the coach's fault yeah i i do agree that it is it is gym dependent you know because unfortunately it's a private business it's usually a small business mm. um so it's a top down approach right and whatever the, yeah, the yeah. owner says goes and Mate, I've I've turned down so many coaching roles where I'm like, nah, because there's not enough freedom for me to mm. be able to help people that come through the door. Like you have a set rule, right? But the people change. So yeah. we have to change it every time for the people in front of us. And I'm like, if it's yes. going to be this way or the highway, I'm like, I'm not going to show up, man. That's not my role. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, well, maybe that's yeah, just the Englishman yeah, yeah. in me, you know? <laughs> just an <laughs> no, asshole. Not. And I think a lot of people feel scared just to ask for help nowadays yeah, yeah just go up to to the coach or find and search for a good coach who really take cares of you right and just i think and this is true for a lot of males mm -hmm. females are a little bit more uh open to search for help i think a lot of males have this ego thing no i just have to do that right i can't do this on my own seeing and downloading a free program online or just doing the work it just has to have to have to work right my body just has to do it and i think yeah just put the ego down leave the ego outside of the gym or and really find someone who really can help you because at the end of the day it saves you frustration it saves you a lot of like problems discomfort and you just win from mm -hmm. having a there's nothing to lose right there's only so much to gain if you put your ego to, at the side, to the side, one hundred percent, man. Just um, ask for help. I, as a coach personally, also have at least um, six months a year a coach on my own to test a new strategy, to test his approach out, and to have someone who does the program for me. I call, of course, I can do the, my own programming, but. I love to learn from someone who's better or stronger at me or has more knowledge in that particular field and who does the programming for me from me. Right. So I think this is so important as also for a lot of coaches who listen to that podcast now is search out also for help from other coaches. You only can learn and grow and get better from it and just put the ego aside. Yeah. Mm. Collaborative ideas, right? Just, bring it bring it into this melting pot in the middle of being like hey we've all got different perspectives we've all got different um past histories and sporting backgrounds and 
you know, different majors at university or whatever it is. Let's just all throw it in this mixing pot, stir it up, pull something out and then go test it in the gym, on the track, in the pool, right? And then come back with the results. And I think that's, uh, I think it's such a special or can be such a special industry that way. You know, like it doesn't really matter how you train guys. We're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah, you know, we're we're all building a house. We're just using different tools. Yeah, that's a cool way to say it. Yeah, and uh, no, I'm always so honored to just to hear people's difference in perspective. How do you train? How? Why? You know, then what's your because of that? What is your opinion on X, Y, or Z? And then A, B, and C. And it's just, I think it's fascinating, man. Like I think it's so cool. You know, you want to be that like you said, that 70-year-old, right, that can still climb mountains, that can still pick up a stone and throw it, you know, for the dog or can still pick up the grandkid and still squat and it still looks fantastic. You know, you don't want to be that beat-up old man or woman who's like, oh, I used to bench this in high school. It's like, go fuck yourself, granddad. Nobody cares. Like, (laughs) what can you do now? Yeah. Not accepting, like, the fate, really working and continuously growing and not stopping to move mm. yeah. brother i got i got a question though yes what what are the three words you tell your younger self so my three words that i tell my younger self and this one is yeah, pretty tough but at the end of the day i would say harmony mm. keeping everything like in harmony not doing too much just of one thing so harmony is very important to balance everything out i think curiosity never lose the the interest of trying out something new and um connecting to new new people connecting to other approaches trying something out and then reflecting on that right and the last one would be stamina if you find find something that you really love that you really um like to do as a job or whatever, as a hobby, then stick to it. Um, it will get hard at some point, right? Especially in the training world. It never gets easy. You just get stronger, right? Mm-hmm. But um, th- that. But if you love if you love something, if you really want, want to get good at something and then help people, um, good stamina is, I think, or you, you can also say willpower is something that um, is very important, I think. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received that's also a tough one because i think if we really ask ourselves is there really a bad life advice at the end of the day because everyone has their own um perception of a great and fulfilling life right so the advice is not necessarily bad it's just the way they think and the way they see reality right but definitely some bullshit going around like in the training and fitness world is like no pain no gain for example like this huge word or um you really have to starve yourself to to a certain point to just look ripped and feel good some like these kind of advices are really not bringing out the truth right because you actually can get really really strong without always going to failure right right with always without always going to the pain cave and you actually can have a ripped body without starving yourself right so these are some really bad advices you can give someone mm, i agree 
And then last one, let's finish on a good note. What's the best, what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? So this one is also a tough one because there are so, so much great, great advices I like stumbled upon throughout my um, career or um, um, throughout the last seven years. But from the top of my head, the best one is just when I read through James Clear Atomic Habits and thinking about my epitaph, right? My funeral speech and who I really want to be looked at or who I really want to be um, as a person um, with all core values, with um, all um, of what my body was able to do, right? Of all the adventures I'm I I discovered right and experienced so I think this is something that is really fun to do for all of your listeners um sit down thinking about like your funeral speech what mm. kind of person um would you like to be right um how would you like to be experienced and then go back from that defining your core values and um trying to build an introspection and trying to reflect on that on a weekly basis and living in alignment with those, those core values so that you can um, be the person that you actually yeah, want to be. Mm. Brother, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. It's been it a blast. A talk shit anytime, man. Talk shop, talk <laughs> shit. Appreciate it, man. I'll speak soon. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.